Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. All right, it is that time. Fix it radio, KLZ five sixty. Thanks for joining us today. Live show today, March the second. And for those of you that listen on a routine basis. My son Richard, it is his birthday today. I'll mention that during Drive Radio as well. And those of you listening to us on the replays or Tuesday, thank you for listening as well. We appreciate that. Also, beautiful day here in Colorado today. I don't know what it'll be like on Tuesday. I think we've headed into a pretty decent week. We may have a little bit of weather coming in uh, tomorrow, Sunday, but don't think it's going to amount to much. And I'll talk about a few things today in regards to getting ready for Spring, which isn't that far away. Daylight saving time is next weekend. I'll talk about that, of course, next Saturday. Remind everybody, but most people will remember. Gaining that extra hour of daylight in the evening. We don't gain extra daylight, but you gain it on the clock in the evenings. And we're gaining daylight every day now anyways, if you guys have probably noticed, but it's getting light now at, oh, I don't know, 6.15 or so in the morning, 6-ish. Full light by 6.45, and evenings, which Charlie and I know because of when we leave, it's still a little bit light at 6 or shortly after. So next weekend, next Saturday night into Sunday, so next Sunday, you'll notice it the most. It'll be light all the way up until after 7 o'clock, which will be very nice. So some things to do in preparation for spring. Now, I've read different things along these lines, and is it okay to start doing spring cleanup? There's some folks that'll say, well, there's insects and butterflies and bees and so on that are still living in a lot of the debris and things that are around your house, so don't, you know, don't clean up too soon. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I'm, I'm definitely not an expert in that world. I'm sort of, sort of one of those individuals that if I've got time and the weather's nice and I can start cleaning things up, I will do so. In fact, in a lot of cases, at least for me, a lot of the things that they would be using to nest in have already been cleaned up and handled anyway, so it's a matter of, you know, just sort of tidying up things that have happened over the winter. Now, are we out of the woods yet when it comes to snow? No, we are not. Does that mean you can't start getting some things cleaned up outside? Of course not. You still could. And there's things like for example, tall grasses where you may, you, you may not, you shouldn't cut those at the end of the year. You should let those roll all the way through. Those could be trimmed now. So you could start taking some items that you didn't, you know, you didn't prune or didn't trim last year, last fall. You could do now in preparation for spring, getting things ready. Lawn-wise, not much you can do yet on lawn. Uh, some folks will start mowing Maybe a little bit later this month, which I'm going to talk about how to get your mower ready and sharpen blades and do things along those lines as well. It's kind of one of those times of the year where you're going to do that, have it ready to go, but you may still need the snowblower, so you're going to keep it ready because you're not ready to put it away yet. So sort of that time of the year where you need 
both pieces of equipment. In fact, all the way through April, you can keep your snowblower out because you never know when it might snow again, even in April. It is Colorado. Those of you maybe that have moved into this area that haven't lived here your whole life like I have, yes, it can snow in April. It can snow in May. In fact, Charlie and I both have lived here long enough. I've seen a foot of snow in May. Not far into May, but first week or so of May, yes, we can get snow. Will we this year? I have no idea. Folks, if there's a person out there that can predict that, they would be so wealthy they wouldn't know what to do because they struggle to predict what happens day to day, nonetheless that far out. What I do know is this, it's Colorado, and you have to be ready for whatever the weather might bring, period. And when it comes to snow, all the way through the first week of May. Now, when it comes to, may talk about this in drive radio, but a lot of you are looking at the weather right now thinking, because I was kind of thinking about this on my way down today, how much longer do you keep the winter tires on? In my case, I run two different sets of tires. I run Blizzax on the Chevy Bolt during the winter, and I run the regular Highway Michelins in the summer. And I was thinking today, as nice as it is, not you know looking out, you know how much more weather do we have coming? Should I just go ahead and get those things you know changed out here in the next week or so? But I had to remind myself of the same thing I'm telling you. It may still snow, and we could get a decent amount of snow in March. So no, it's not time yet. Don't let this nice weather fool you. You can we can still have some decent weather. Now, all that being said, you have had enough time over the winter to look at some things and know, hey, I've got some things I need to do to either fix or maintain as I head into springtime. And some of this may involve some of the people that help sponsor this program. For example, you have you may have noticed, hey, I've got some gutters that they there were some you know, leaks in, I had some icicles coming out of some of the seams or different things along those lines. Dave Hart from Roof Savers of Colorado, he can help you with all of those things, including where you maybe have noticed a leak or the snow always piles up. Maybe there's a little bit of ice damming and it doesn't melt quite right, or you end up with a bunch of icicles in some areas, or you're interested in some of the, you know, leaf guard, gutter guard systems that are out there. You name it, Dave can help you with all of those things, and I can't stress enough that you should have an annual roof inspection done, period. It's something that Dave can come and do for you, and it's one of those things where I, you know, I just believe you take care of those things as you go, you have less issues down the road. And having those annual inspections done is very important and, and frankly, critical. will save you money down the road. I'll get Dave on here in the near future because a lot of insurance policies, by the way, are changing. And you have to really look at your policy when it comes to what are they going to cover, not only on the roof, but on everything else in the house. I was talking to Paul Lewinberger, who's you know another sponsor of this program. And he and I were talking the other day, we went to lunch, and a lot of policies are switching over to a percentage deductible on certain items depending upon what that item is, roofs especially. So you're no longer going to have the same coverage and deductible of what you thought you had prior on your homeowner's policy. So really be watching that because as they renew, it may just get changed and you don't even pay attention to it. You think, well, I've got a, you know, a $500 deductible on my roof. Um, you probably don't. Point with Dave is, have your roof inspected, fix the little things as you go, and the chances of needing a full roof replacement becomes more based on time than it does anything else. Because, yes, there's a lifespan to a roof, but typically they're in the decades, 10, 20, well, more than that, 20, 30 years, typically. So depending upon the age of your house, age of your roof, 
you may have a lot of life left. I've got a roof right now that is roughly 12 years old, I want to say. I've had Dave coat it with the RoofMax product, therefore extending the life, and I've been up on it, looked at it, and it looks as good as new. Literally, you wouldn't know it from a new roof. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. That's what the roof max treatment does. Literally rejuvenates the roof and makes it, makes, it, makes it like new again. So will I have that done again in the near future? It's about a five-year application. I did it uh, two years ago. Yes, in three years I'll do it again. And I'll get as much life out of this roof as I possibly can. So these are things to think about as you're going through this springtime. And, you know, because nothing worse than having your roofer out when it's, you know, 100 degrees out in July. You know, get them out when it's not. I mean, this week, for example, it's going to be a very nice week. Get them out and have some of those inspections done and get those things done now before it gets, especially for him, before it gets really busy and there's other storms that come in and hail and things like that. And then he gets super busy. So get those things done now when he's not as busy. John and Cheyenne, what's up? Hey, couple of tips as we're going into the wettest months of the year. Yes. And I look. March, April, May are the wettest months of the year. You got it. Down the Rocky Mountains. Yep. So um, I use uh, Mother's Day as my tire gauge. Yes, good one. That's a good one. Yep, yep, yep. I've seen nothing wrong with that. I am. Now, you guys guys a little further south, maybe not as high up, could get away with maybe tax day. Um, Yeah, but I mean, I think somewhere in that time frame, depending upon what the outlook looks like, yes, that's, you know, middle of April roughly is about what you should be looking at. I agree with that. Right. Well, and I look at it, I remember in the 20 years we've lived out here, we've had about six Mother's Day weekend storms anywhere up to a foot of snow. Yep. And we've, as you know, we've had the same here. Yeah. Um, And usually it's gone within two to three days. But when you need it, you you need it. You know, it comes, it dumps, and then it melts in two or three days because it's usually 50 degrees the next day after that storm comes mm-hmm. through. So, Correct. And it, you know what? I hate to say it, but it's great for the pastures. Oh, it sure is. That, that, no, in it fact, is. just a little bit of disturbance we've got coming in tomorrow. Doubt we'll have much mm-hmm. on the roadways, but it's really good for the lawns and pastures and all the things that you're talking yeah. about, John. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we'll take it. I used to follow a guy i don't know if you remember him he used to be on pbs jerry baker the master gardener oh yeah sure years ago. sure and one of the things he recommended and i did it when i lived in new jersey was he said if you know you got a a, a late winter early spring storm coming in the day before just go out and throw some fertilizer your first fertilizer on your lawn yeah because when that when that snow melts It'll melt right in and bring that and bring that fertilizer right down and start your lawn. Yeah, I was just going to say that was one of the things I was going to talk about today. I'm glad you said that, John. Yeah, if you've got the ability yeah. to, probably not this weekend, but here in the next two or three weeks, if you've got the ability to put a little fertilizer down and even overseed some areas that may have gotten thin, depending upon you know foot traffic or something along yeah. those lines, absolutely, John. Now that you know, not today, but in the next couple of weeks is the time to do that. Ground right. is still kind of frozen at this point, so it's not going to do you much good. But as that starts to thaw, most definitely. And here's the other thing that I'm going to do. I got two other comments, real quick. No, you're fine. Take your time. The We're other good. Thing I'm going to do. If you got to put in fence posts or something, and you're not wanting to do it, as soon as we get that good thaw with the mud. That's the perfect time to dig those post holes, even if you're not going to finish it right then. Good point. Because then when you do have the time to do it, you're not breaking through the cement hard ground, which we get in the 
you know, midsummer when it's dry as a bone. Right. So if you got to dig like some fence post holes or, you know, some deeper post holes, not driving T posts, but, you know, putting in like a six inch diameter wood post or something, try to get those dug in the, in the spring, late April, early May, when everything's kind of muddy. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, yeah, it's a little dirtier of a job, but it's a lot easier to get through that ground. Agree. And Great the, tip. And I don't know if Dave Hart would agree with me or not, but I am going to recommend to anybody that lives on the front range that if you haven't looked at a metal roof, you need to seriously look at it because the amount of stress that that took away from me – we had it put in in 2016, and there's not one issue with it. Nice. And we've had gusts up to 100 miles an hour. Perfect. The roofer that did it was great. Um, I talked to him about the wind. They kind of knew about it. He put a couple of extra rows of screws on the west side of the house, the windy side of the house, just to make sure that we didn't lose it, you know, have any right. issues with a piece of the panel coming up. But the other thing is hail. I laugh at a hailstorm because the worst it's going to do is, like, damage the hood of your car. But the difference is if you're 20 feet away. You don't see it. See. But And if you talk – and Paul, I got a discount from Paul because I have the metal roof. Yeah. And I was willing to forego cosmetic claims. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, if you're OCD and you see that first thing and you got to have it fixed, that's one thing. But if you're willing to say, okay, from 20 yards away – uh, actually 20 feet away, I can't see where the hail hit it. You won't have to deal with the storm chasers knocking on your door, waiting six months to get a roof put on. Now, there is an out-of-pocket expense up front if you're going from a shingle roof to a metal roof. Sure. That they cost yeah, they, yeah, they're gonna co- yeah, it's going to cost more, and they're not going to cover that exactly. No, yep. they, they won't cover an upgrade. Yep. But once you have it done... It's a done deal. Back out yeah, that's right. They take a look at it. Now they're going to cover it. And with the costs of roof deductibles going up. Yeah, I was going to say, over time, do you think you percentage. save enough to where it justifies that additional cost when you go to do the replacement? I'm guessing it is, John. Well, I have a 25-year warranty guaranteed on the metal. Nice. So for 25 years, nothing's going to go wrong with that metal. Nice. It's, you know, 26 gauge, I think I want to remember. I, I'd have to look it up. You know, powder coated, kind of like at the at the factory. They deliver it, you know, yep. the guys that put it in were great. And, and those you of know, you listening in our area where Dave services, he can do that as well. So if that's something you're interested in doing an upgrade on, absolutely mm-hmm. talk to Dave and he can do that for sure. Great idea, John. One of the tips, I, one of the things I saw, and I never thought of this, but it was classic. This, the... Took all, counted all the sheets he was going to need for one side of the house, right? And he stacked them, and he had a long drill bit, and he pre-drilled. Oh, good idea. Friend. Yeah. So every screw is exactly in the same line. Great idea. And, it, it, you know, so when you look at it, you look at the screws, and you go, wow, that, he did a really good, well, he did, he drilled all, he pre-drilled yeah, all the holes. Yeah, smart, good ground, idea. And, you know, it you know, John, I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll send you a picture, but it looks terrific. And, you know, you can get 
a thousand colors. I was going to say you can also choose whatever color you want, and no, they're no, they're great. I I have no, I have no qualms. I wish mine had one on it. Mine's yeah, you know, my right. roof's in great shape. But if I ever got to the point where I was re you know redoing it, would I look at that? Yeah. Besides mm-hmm. the fact it also makes the house look you know quote unquote richer. I guess is a better way to say that too, yeah. John. And, and if you don't like like the standing seam or the flat panel, they make metal shingles now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Look up metal shingles. I did not know from, that. You just told me something from, I didn't know. From 20 yards away, you can't tell if they're uh, asphalt or metal. I didn't know that. But think, but again, think about that. You now are correct. That is more, interesting. You're going to pay more up front, but that here's yeah. the other thing. When, if I get, when I go to sell my house, if I do, you know, you got a 25-year warranty on this metal roof. Yeah. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Very cool. And, you know... You know, if somebody said, well, I need a roof inspection. I was like, fine, but I ain't doing anything because it's a 25-year warranty. It was put in 2016. Right. Right. There you go. You know, because that's, um, and I'm sure K&R would say that, that's one of the big nitpicks. Is oh, it really yeah. is. When I was talking about that this last week when I was talking about them, that's one of those things that even if you're right. going to sell a house, make sure that everything there, because they're going to inspect the roof. You might as well do it oh, on your own and have all that buttoned up. And one of the things that, uh, and this uh, you could ask, um, um God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Kurt, the VA is dead. If you want to do a VA mortgage, they are going to require a roofer specs uh, inspection. Yeah. And they're, they don't like one thing. They're going to say, you, we're not going to finance this until there's a new roof mm-hmm. on the house. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing. With the metal roof, you can say, I got a metal roof. It's there. But um, last thing, John, the snow we're going to get tomorrow, I don't think it's going to be bad. They're talking now towards the end of next week. We might get a little harder, but um, we're not. Was, as to uh, your point earlier, we're not out of it yet. Oh, I, I'm looking out. I'm going to go move some snow. Okay, really, really quick before you before you leave, uh, Dave just texted me. Dave Hart, Roof Roof Savers Colorado, right. Roof Max, stone coated uh, steel shingles. You can even get some insulated. Or insulation that's applied to the bottom side as well, giving you more, you know, more protection that way. Yep. So yeah, to, to your point and his, there's all sorts of options now on that. Look at it as a better option. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. And then every and I see these guys putting a roof on every three or four years because of a hailstorm. That's got to kill your insurance rates. Oh yeah. You, you. And it's I, well, it's going to get the point, John, where some of those people, if they're not careful, won't be insured. Or they're, yeah, and if you got a mortgage and you don't have insurance, the mortgage company's going to buy it. And it'll be expensive. Right, so. Um, yeah, avoid that. Absolutely, avoid that. You know, I called Paul three and a half years ago, and I have not been disappointed with his service at nope. all. So here's, a, here's somebody that's not getting as a sponsor saying, call Paul Lohenberg, even if you have a policy have yep. him review it yep. and see if he can do better on the price and the coverage. You got it. But John, I appreciate he that. He does, too. Hey. Oh, I okay, there you went. Okay, I tell you what, before we go to break, let's get Bill from Lakewood in as well. Bill, what's going on, sir? Hey, your listener's going to think you're broadcasting in the Bronx here. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, anyway, just a little suggestion. Uh, just as the snow started to fall... I ordered a, a Toro battery-powered snowblower. Oh, nice! Because because I, I'm just tired. Yeah, I'm no, just, I don't. Yeah, they've they've come a long way from what they used to be. 
because I got a gas-powered one that seized up. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be it's like five hundred thousand bucks to get it fixed or whatever. And uh, well, that's a great option, that. Bill. Great option. Got, it worked good, and the handles fits my wife's hands. The battery, as you know, the battery technology on those sorts of things has come so far that yeah, I would not hesitate to do that. Not at all. They work great. You know, you know the only thing is the batteries are kind of pricey. Correct. I, I had I bought one from the hardware store. I got it from Ace Hardware, so so everything was kind of a little little pricey. So you mean you bought an extra battery with it from Amazon for a buck? At Ace, they were two hundred bucks a piece. Got it. But but it worked good. Worked good. I mean, no, that's awesome. That's a great tip. Don't got to worry about the gas. Is sure. Pissed. Yeah. No, great yeah. idea, Bill. Because that I it's just okay. So here's a question for people listening. As you know, I don't know what you know how much you have to you know how have to do as far as the snow goes and all of that. You know what your size is, but do you replace the battery or can you get it all done with one charge? One charge did everything. Okay. It was it only used one. Not, you know how the lights light up on the battery. It tells you to charge. Yeah. It yeah. One one bar was gone. Awesome. Okay, so for most people, you you know, a lot wouldn't even need that extra battery. I mean, I know you've got it for the security side of it, but it sounds like a lot of people could buy it and just use the battery that it comes with, and off you go. Probably. Okay. I always like to have one. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I'm, I'm with you as well, but that's good to know. You could do it just with the battery that it comes with. Yep. Ah, good to know. That's awesome. You know, and if you didn't, so you come inside, have a cup of coffee or something, and let it yeah. charge up. Yeah, know? great idea, Bill. Okay. That's a great tip. No, thank you for that. I that that is one thing where yes, the on the power tool side, you've heard us talk about this before in the past. It has come a long way. Yeah, even in the automotive industry where it used to be, you know, there isn't, you know, what they all still, you know, all shops have air compressors and airlines and so on, but I tell you, the amount of air tools being used from what it used to be. It used to be in the shop. In fact, partly why my hearing probably isn't what it should be today is when you're around all those high-pitched air tools for all of that time, yeah, it can, you know, no, we didn't wear ear protection and things back then like we should have. I'll be the first to admit it. Today, though, it's not the same in a shop. You don't hear those same, you know, high-pitched air tools running because most of the shops, most technicians, not all, but most are now using the, you know, the cordless tools. A, you're not having to have this, you know, this air hose, you know, cord, whatever you want to call it, you know, dragging around with you. And B, they're... Usually uh, not much heavier. You can get them into just the same spots, the same compactness and so on, and they work great. So, yeah, you're, you're seeing a lot of the shops, the construction world and so on, literally making that huge changeover to electric, which this is more of conversation probably for drive radio than here. But that's how the conversion to electric should work. Build the demand. Let the people know the benefits. As time goes by, they'll start switching over naturally because of the benefits of and had government gotten out of the way of the EV world and let the EV market just do its thing as time goes by and people understand the advantages and convenience of owning it, that would also have changed. But when you try to force something on people, there's automatic resistance, not necessarily fair to the car itself. As you guys all know, I'm a car guy, not that I have to defend it, but it's not fair to the car itself when they may work very well for the majority of people, but when you, when government comes along and pushes that and mandates it, that's when things get all screwed up. It's also the fear that I have when they start mandating no more gas-powered tools 
in your yard, you must use electric. If they just let things go naturally, which they're already doing, Bill's a great example of that. As people just understand the benefits of having that cordless technology, if you would, and not having to have a gas engine and change the oil and mess with it in the off months and so on, but just put a battery in it and go, if they just let things be, it will naturally progress anyways. Anytime government steps in, all they do is screw it up. Period. Doesn't matter what it is. They get involved. They're screwing it up. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Any other tips that you want to pass along, by the way, as we head into the spring months, feel free to call us, 303-477-5600. You can text us as well, 307-282-22. Don't forget Stack Optical. They'd love to take care of all of your eye care needs from the exam all the way to what you need to wear to be able to see properly, including having custom things done depending upon what your lifestyle is. They literally can do it all. Avoid the big box stores. Go to Stack Optical instead, 303-321-1578. Are you waiting for rates to go down? Are all of your monthly payments too much? No room for taxes or insurance increases? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Do you have rates in the threes and fours on your mortgage? We can help you lower your total monthly payments by $700 to $1,200 a month. Money saved is money earned. 720-895-0500, affordable interest mortgage. Have you purchased a home in the last two years? With rates down 1% to 1.5%, start saving hundreds now. Take AIM and let our experience save you money. 720-895-0500. Have you taken out an FHA or VA loan? With rates dropping, they offer a streamlined loan that requires no income verification, no increase in current payoff, no appraisal required, and payments $250 to $400 a month lower. And you may also be able to skip two payments. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. We have been saving homeowners thousands since 2001. It's like giving yourself a raise. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 217-147, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their 
their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Don't forget, website, fixitradio.com. You can put a dash in the fix it if you want, fix-it-radio.com if you'd like, but it's fixitradio.com. We were able to acquire that and don't have to have the hyphen. Most of the other websites we have, because of the way it is, had to put the hyphen in there. But in this particular case, no, you do not. Just fixitradio.com. We put up links to different things that you can acquire, buy, do things along those lines, and... We appreciate uh, Producer Ann putting all that together as well. If you guys also, I should always say this, if you find good products that you want to pass along to others, Bill just mentioned that electric snowblower. If you find those types of items that you would like to pass along to others, please send me a link. Let me know what it is. We'll get that added to the list of things that we have on the website as well. That way everybody else can enjoy the same thing that you may have found, whatever that device might be. And I will tell you that Compared to when, gosh, even compared to 10 years ago, the amount of cordless and other devices that have been made to make life easier, it's endless. Every time I go to one of the big box stores, Home Depot, whatever, and you just look up and down the tool aisle, which, yes, I'm a tool junkie, so you're always, my wife probably gets annoyed, but I'm always running up and down the tool aisle just to see what's new, what's, you know, what's out that didn't used to be there. It's amazing. The amount of cordless, you know, battery-operated items now that can actually make things easier, it is, it literally, it's night and day. It's so much different from what it used to be. And it's almost to the point of, you know, what, what do you buy and where do you stop? Because literally you can just keep buying and buying and buying and buying and buying, and I'm not exaggerating with that. And there's so many different things that you can get now from, you know, as you guys all know, cordless, you know, cordless drills were the first thing. But impact drivers, you know, ratchets, uh, impact guns itself for taking lug nuts, lug nuts on and off, you name it. You go down the list of things, you know, saws and planers and circular saws and jigsaws and, 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 to the point now to where there's even some watching this this past week there's even some new devices now that have you know wi-fi slash bluetooth technology built into where you could be measuring different things depending upon what you're building and literally 
throw these measurements into an electronic device, iPhone, iPad, Android device, whatever it happens to be, and literally as you're measuring, have it fill in all of the spots that you're, you know, that you're needing to measure and literally just lay it all out for you. It's gotten that cool, if you would. So depending upon what project you're building and so on, they really have given you the ability to have so much more advancement than what it used to be. Now, you still need to know the basics. I think that's the one thing about the whole power tool world that I still look at. It's like, okay, you still need to, you still need to know how to use them. It's one thing to own them, but if you don't know how to use them, what difference does it make? I think some people just buy them to buy them, and it's like, okay, now it's just going to sit. So yeah, you need to buy them and then use them, of course. But I will tell you, even in my world, as I talked about a moment ago, the amount of air tools I still own, and I'm not sure why, because I literally over the past probably five years have darn near replaced everything that used to be air-operated, I now have the cordless ability to do. And it's almost like, why do I still have these air tools? I could literally start you know, selling off the air tools that I've owned in some cases for decades. They never really wear out, so I've owned some of these things since I was turning a wrench back in the day. But do I need them any longer? Probably not. It's like, why am I even hanging on to these things and storing them? Which leads into a couple of other things I wanted to talk about today. The one thing you can do today, so spring cleaning outside, got to be a little bit careful because of some of the things going on. Some plants are still a little bit early to do things with. You want to kind of wait probably a few more weeks to actually get into doing some, some heavy cleanup. But when it comes to the cleaning out of storage areas, the garage, et cetera. You know, this weekend, for a lot of you that park in the garage on top of the mats, which I always get questions on, this is a great weekend to get the mats out, which you probably have already done once or twice this winter anyways, but time to get those out, clean the garage, get things dialed in. Absolutely, it's going to be a nice day-to-day to do some of those things if you've got the ability to, to take some time today to do that. Of course, as today is a great day to do that. The garage mats, just I cannot tell you. And some of you have asked, and I've even had some skeptics on, there's no way those things can work that great. You would be shocked. They, they work tremendous. And anybody that's never seen them and then sees one, I get this comment all the time, they'll be like, you know, what do those do? Well, here's what they do. In some cases, they can see them in action. When you pull the car in and everything drips on top of it, and it collects everything, and it's not running all over the garage, so you're not walking through water. You literally step out of the car, over the mat, onto the dry ground, and then walk inside. It's just it's amazing how much cleaner it keeps everything. So for those of you that are super clean freaks like I am, the garage mats that are, you know go out inside the garage that you park on top of, a lifesaver. I cannot stress enough about how well those things work. This isn't this weekend though. Today especially it's going to be almost 70 degrees today. Great day to get out and do a few of those things if you so desire. Now, one thing you could do this weekend as well, if you want to get the lawnmower ready to go, which we're not that far away from using it. You can get it out, change the oil, and one of the things that you should be doing and you should do it more than once a year is the blade sharpening. So I'm going to go through that process in a moment because this is coming out of I talked a couple of weeks ago about the 40 plus things or so you should always know to do as an adult it's kind of a reader's digest version of this and one of them that was in here was how to properly sharpen a lawnmower blade which you can use a power tool for you can use just a regular file it just depends on what you have at your disposal it's nice to have a vice to put the blade in 
because it's really hard to hold everything if you don't. So if you're somebody that can do this on your own, you're typically going to have some of the other tools available to work this as well. The biggest thing you have to be careful of is, A, making sure that you've got the bevel correct. There's a correct way to do that and a a way not to. Incorrect way to do it, I should say. The other thing to look at, too, is if it's got really big nicks and you know, hit a rock, something along those lines, if it's really bad, you may just want to go ahead and replace the blade. They're not that expensive. So in some cases, you may just want to put a new blade on it. Now, even with a new blade, the one thing you also want to do is make sure that it's balanced. And you're thinking, okay, well, how do you do that? It's simple. A vice and a nail. And you're like, okay, explain. You put the center of the blade over the nail, and you want a nail because you want something smooth. You don't want a screw because there's threads on the screw. You want a nail, so it's nice and smooth. And you don't want to use a piece of wood because the wood doesn't, uh, it's got more friction than what the steel nail will have. So just a steel nail, stick it in the vise, put the blade over it, and it should be balanced. If one side dips down all the time, in other words, if you can just rotate that blade around and it's always balanced, and you know what I mean by that, by rotating the blade around, if it's balanced, it's good to go. If it's not, you can tell which side is heavier versus the other side, and that's the side you're going to have to take a little bit of metal off of to lighten that side up to then balance the blade out. In other words, as we're sharpening, we want to do it evenly to keep the balance of the blade correct. Otherwise, it can hurt the, the lawnmower itself, uh, you know, where it, where it mounts. Uh, it causes vibration. It won't cut properly. It can cause other damage to the mower and so on. So literally... You want, in fact, it could cause engine engine damage if it's one of the units where the blade mounts directly to the engine itself. You could cause some other damage. So yes, you want to make sure the blade is not only sharpened correctly, but as you're doing it, it's balanced. A lot of the guys that you know do this commercially, like we do, there's actually a blade balance tool that gives you the ability to really be accurate. But at home, you literally can use a vise and a nail and balance the blade out accordingly. Jeff in Montana, what's up? Hey, we're not quite as nice as you guys are. Um, we're almost 70 yeah, today here. Yeah, we're actually supposed to, as I look out right now, it has just started snowing again. So, oh, boy. Um, but it's not going to be anything that lasts. So we're not quite like Colorado, but a lot of folks don't realize that in Colorado, the snowiest month of the year is March. Yep. And that's followed by April. So, yep, that's right. Yeah, as John from Cheyenne said a moment ago, our, you know, our wettest months we're heading into yes and it is the same for us but uh it's i think a little more evenly spread and we're only about 60 to 75 percent of normal right now so we welcome any and all so you'll take whatever comes right oh you betcha last year the flathead lake um there was an issue with the federal government releasing water out of Hungry Horse Dam into Flathead, and we were down about a foot to 18 inches, hmm. and it really impacted the water uh, the water industry here. You know, the, right. We have a lot of tourists come here on the way to Glacier and, and back and just generally enjoying the West. And, uh, yeah, even just a foot lower, 18 inches lower, made it more difficult to enjoy the lake. So, Interesting. Uh, so, anyway, but, uh, yeah, it, I called about that. One thing you can do in the spring, and we can even do it up here now, I uh, keep in touch with a guy from the Montana State University Extension Forestry, um, a guy named Peter Colbin. Uh, from the beginning of March, which, by the way, the first of March is meteorological spring. A lot of folks don't realize that. Oh. Astrolog- astrological spring is, is the equinox. 
but uh, meteorologically, we have entered spring. Okay. So, so happy spring. Um, one of the things he does say is, yeah, it's a little too early to fertilize and that sort of stuff. Right. Ground still um, froze. I mean, you can, but you're just not going to be as effective in a way you're kind of, you know. And then there's a lot of folks that will winter fertilize, and I'm not against that either, Jeff. They make different blends, by the way, if you're going to do that in the winter time. There's a different blend that you'll use, and it, and it works a little differently. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, if you've waited this long and haven't done any winter fertilization, aeration, or whatever, Jeff, yeah, wait till the ground gets, you know, thawed out to where you can actually put some plugs in it and aerate and fertilize at the same time. I would wait a little bit to do that. Right. The one thing in March uh, that you can do, I think it's around the middle of March. I'm not really too certain on this, but it's uh, – uh, Pre-emergence, if you have any problems Absolutely. with things like crabgrass. Absolutely. They, they come out first, and we have a, a lot of weed up here. Well, and really quick, Jeff, I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't have that in my notes, but I'm glad you did. And this is something those of you that are listening, when you have crabgrass specifically, there is only one time of the year you're going to take care of that and kill it. To your point, Jeff, that's now. Right. You will not kill crabgrass the rest of the year without just literally using a you know, like a Roundup or something along those lines. And even then, I'm not sure you'll get rid of all the crabgrass. You've got to get crabgrass early as it's coming out now. Right. Absolutely. Great tip. And the and finally, the last thing I think I had on my list uh, was uh, it is a good time to prune. Uh, if you've got uh, trees out there that need pruning, um, the sap hasn't started to rise That's yet. That's right. Uh, but, but the danger of a real hard, hard frost has passed, so... Um, now to April is a good time to get out there and prune. Yeah, like I said, you're, you know, you've got typically tall grasses people have left all the way through the winter, you know, rose bushes, you know, things along those lines. If you've got the ability to get out and get some of those things done, yep, now is the time. If you, nice day like today here in Colorado, go for it. Have fun. Yeah, I have some fruit trees we inherited on this property that uh, were not taken care of very well. So they, they grew really tall. And so now I, over the past four or five years, I've uh, tried to get them down to a good level uh, where you can actually start getting uh, yep. access to them. Makes stuff. sense. But, uh, but, yeah, so pruning is important, and, and now's a good time. So Yep, pruning. And enjoy, I mean, it just, and, and I'm one, too, Jeff, where I, I mean, like I said, I read something this morning where people are saying, wait, because you could have, you know, caterpillars, butterflies, things like that, and some of your leaves and different things. Well, I don't know about you, Jeff, but most of that stuff I get cleaned up as you go through the winter anyway, so I don't have a lot of debris laying around that they're going to be in anyways. But, you know, you've you've got the long needle pines that will drop needles all winter long, things like that. Am I opposed to cleaning some of those things up right now? No. If you've got time and you want to do it, go for it. Yeah, and pruning trees, I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing there, absolutely, exactly. You're going to – so – uh, the, the danger to the environment uh, is uh, minimal. Minimal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Minimal, if any. I mean, in some cases, Jeff, probably not for most people, hardly any at all. Again, most people don't leave the leaves and stuff on the ground all winter long anyways. And I guess if you did, you're probably not somebody that we're talking to anyways, Jeff, because you're probably not out doing the things the rest of us do. So it's probably going on deaf ears anyway. So those of us that keep that, you know, keep track of that stuff, you know, all year long or all winter long, I should say, yeah, finish up if you want to. Yeah. And, uh, something, uh, more along the lines of ready radio, but, uh, last Friday we had a micro or last Thursday, we had a microburst that uh-huh. came through here okay. about four o'clock and it just, uh, 
resulted in a not a widespread uh, uh, power outage up here, but we had about 1,200 homes out of wow. power at okay. the side of it. And so um, it was a chance to bring out the generator and yep. the extension cords and figure out exactly uh, how I'm going to power what and what where's the best place to put the generator because it's pretty noisy and uh, and uh, how to route the extension cords and that sort of thing. So um, it was a good exercise. Yeah, I was going to say, nice and, test uh, run. Yep, and uh, just a point to, to your other listener out there that uh, it's not just for EMP or solar flares, you know. You That's never right. You know when Mother Nature's going to do something. That's so, right. That could be something as simple as even cybersecurity attack, things along those lines. I mean, we saw what happened with, as it ended up being probably a line of code that was wrong last week with AT&T, but just shows you, Jeff's, Jeff, how vulnerable some of those things are. Yep, and... Uh, we won't even get into the Google Gemini. Thing. Nope. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. All right. Jeff, I appreciate you, man. Have a good one. You too. All right. We'll do it. Joe is next. What's up, Joe? John, a couple things on sharpening mower blades. Uh, number one, if you're going to do it, you're obviously going to want to uh, take the mower deck off. And uh, one of the things that helps when you want to remove your mower deck is to jack up the back end of your uh, lawn mower, your garden tractor. Uh because it's really tight fit and a lot of interference with those spindles. So if you jack it up four inches. I mean, you're talking for those those of the, those of that are listening, that's for a riding mower for all of you listening. Right, for a riding mower. Correct. So, yeah, jack it up and it, it'll make your life a lot easier. Number two, when you get it out, take a picture of the belt, uh, of the way the belt, the serpentine belt goes around all those pulleys. Because if you ever have to replace a belt, it's really... Uh, unless you have a diagram, and you, then you go on Google, and there's like 16 different diagrams. So take a picture, inspect the belt, and also consider if you have a really lush lawn, instead of sharpening the factory blades, consider uh, replacing them with mulching blades as long as you got it off. True. Um, True. Good point. Uh, so, you know, rather than, you know, just put yeah. the no, I know we know on. mine. mine uh, I have a catcher uh, unit on. I have a walker mower, so I have a catcher unit on mine but we don't catch much joe beginning of the year end of the year the rest of it we mulch and do exactly what you're talking about it actually makes for a better lawn yeah so again if, you, if your factory blades are three four or five years old on your riding mower you know consider not sharpening just replace them uh, also check that belt because if you lose a belt in the middle of summer it'll be a pain to have to untake that Good mower point. deck off underneath good point so you know check the belt take a picture uh, and again, I made a couple of little uh, wooden blocks when I jacked the back of my riding mower up. I put a couple of little wooden blocks under the rear wheels and let them rest on that until I'm done. Uh, so, you know, and one of the things I find, by the way, on some of the aftermarket blades, the, um, the holes are not exact. Uh, they're not factory dimensions. You might see, you know, they're 0. .80 diameter holes in the factories 0.75 got it and it may not seem like it may not seem like a lot but that oh that five hundredths of a difference yeah gives you a little slop absolutely and you'll have you'll have you'll have a problem so uh that'd be my suggestion and again if you've got a five-year-old belt i don't know if i would just replace it i i think Um, if you had one that old i probably would joe 
Yeah, as long as you got the mower. And, and especially, Joe, if you know if you're somebody where you're storing that outside, maybe you put a tarp or something over it, but it still has all of those temperature changes. I mean, if you if you've got it in a shed, you're keeping it inside. You can look at it, and you know maybe you wouldn't need to. But if you're storing that outside, I think I absolutely would, Joe. And the other thing, as long as you got it all, prop it up, take a putty knife and scrape off the oh, wads. Yeah. And I'm meaning wads. Yep. Wads of uh, grass. And I say start with a putty knife. Uh, I finish with a pressure washer. Yep. But it's so thick. I, I mean, I had No, you got to scrape it to start with. Absolutely. Yeah. You start with a putty knife. And then once you start Actually, what works really well on that, Joe, for those of you listening, and, and most of you have one of these. If you don't, they're very inexpensive. Actually, Joe, the best thing to do on those, because it also has the little pointy end that you normally are using to open a can and so on, use the actual painter's putty knife that you're using to clean a roller. And you know that you, you know what I mean by that. It's got the curvature yep. in it. You know, If you have one yep. of those, because it's got the pointy end that at times you could actually use to kind of kind of clear all that stuff out even before you scrape it because sometimes you need to you know take that pointy in and run down that big clump of, of grass that's caught underneath that deck and then you can scrape it with the with you know again i i would suggest that if you if you've got that type of a situation those things aren't 10 12 bucks just buy an extra one and use it for your mower only yep and one more thing on a riding mower if you have a three blade mower uh, each one of those spindles has a zerk on it Yep. And you really can't get to the center zerk when it's when it's mounted on your riding mower. Do it then. If you're going to take it off. Make, yeah, that's uh, right. Make sure you find the zerk and uh, give those spindles a shot of grease. Uh, if you've only got a two blade uh, and you're not taking it off, you ought to give them a shot of grease anyway, even if you're not taking the blades off. Because uh, those zerks, you know, those those zerks sit down in a well. You know, there's like a depression. Yep. yep. In the in the and, and they get covered over with a chopped grass and, and you, won't see, you won't ever see another thing too on that joe and right. we use these a lot in the automotive world but you can buy what they call a needle tip for your gun which if you've got a zerk that's really in a tough spot what the needle tips do is you literally just push it into the middle of the of the grease zerk itself and you just push in on the steel ball and you don't even have to then go around the quote-unquote nipple you just go into the middle of that you push the ball in and the needle will still you know, run the grease down through that. And there's some, some Zerks that are so hard to get to, you may just want to go ahead and get a needle in for your gun and call it good. Yeah, I don't. John, do uh, push mowers or, or self-propelled mowers have a Zerk on the on the? Spindle, you know, most the, of the them blade? don't. The blade's coming right off the bottom of the engine. Most anymore, Joe, the, the wheels are plastic with a... You know, with a uh, self-contained bearing, a self, you know, uh, you know, you know what I mean, a pre-lubed self-contained bearing that doesn't have yep. any zerks or anything on it. Most of your, you know, non-commercials, probably the best way I should say that, most non-commercial mowers will not have that. When you get into commercial push mowers or even, as you say, you know, your riding mowers, and especially any of you guys that have the light commercial mowers, yeah, everything, Joe, you just said applies. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some folks here, out there now, Joe, want- because they've gotten so inexpensive that are buying, you know, zero turn, you know, Cub Cadet and a lot of companies have made even John Deere makes sort of a consumer level, you know, zero turn mower and so on. So there's a lot more options now in that than what there used to be. So if you've, you know, you, those of you listening, you pretty much know your mower, but know it more so. So you're having these things done. So you're not having to fix something that's not getting greased as it should be. Probably the best way and, to say and just it. A, yeah, and John, just a word on the zero. I consider 
after in terms of when I moved to Jersey, I, you know, I, I sold all that. I didn't want to pay to move my riding mower and stuff. And, and I considered uh, a zero turn, but I also had sold my snowblower. So I went with the riding mower, uh, John Deere, that also you could buy a 44-inch uh, a snowblower for the front. So in the fall, I take my mower deck off, put the snowblower on, and I don't get to use it that often here, but when you do, man, to have a 44-inch riding snowblower, oh, what, you know, oh, that's yeah. a great thing to have. Oh, yeah. So Wyoming or up in the mountains in Colorado, uh, if you're thinking about buying a new a new riding mower instead of a zero turn, take a, take a hard look at a riding mower. I don't know if anybody besides John Deere makes a snowblower attachment, <clears throat> but uh, the, the one I got is uh, just fantastic. We call we call it the Snow Beast. It's got a chute on it. it. John, it'll blow snow. It'll blow snow 12 feet in the air. I've got a retaining wall. It just blows it 12 feet in the air up over the retaining wall. So it's it's incredible. So because most of your walk behind snowblowers are what five horsepower, seven and a half horsepower. Yeah, probably about uh, right. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, this riding tractor has got a 25 horse motor, John. And, uh, it's just incredible. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the distance it can throw snow is incredible. It is amazing. So, so anyway, that's that's my two cents on on lawnmower maintenance. Is uh, so if you got a riding mower, you're going to take it off, do all that other stuff before you put it back on. Very right. cool, good stuff, Joe. As always, I appreciate you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Let's take our last break today. Fixitradio.com is the website. This is KLZ Radio. Again, you're listening to Fixit Radio. Premier Home Remodels is fully transparent in every aspect of your home remodel. They take customer service to the next level with their online portal, offering you daily updates, progress photos, and even a calendar to track your remodel process. Their portal also allows you to access benchmarks for payments and presents the licenses of each tradesman on site, so you know you're always in safe and skilled hands. And they want you to share design ideas and photos that inspire you so every aspect of the the plan is what you want. Premier maintains full transparency by professionally documenting project progress with before and after photos, so you are always up to date. You want a team that will always inform you every step of the way with your remodel. Contact Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? 
But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Are you waiting for rates to go down? Are all of your monthly payments too much? No room for taxes or insurance increases? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Do you have rates in the threes and fours on your mortgage? We can help you lower your total monthly payments by 700 to 1200 a month. Money saved is money earned. 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Have you purchased a home in the last two years? With rates down 1 to 1.5%, start saving hundreds now. Take AIM and let our experience save you money. 720-895-0500. Have you taken out an FHA or VA loan? With rates dropping, they offer a streamlined loan that requires no income verification, no increase in current payoff, no appraisal required, and payments $250 to $400 a month lower. And you may also be able to skip two payments. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. We have been saving homeowners thousands since 2001. It's like giving yourself a raise. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 217-147, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. All right, that's it for Fix It Radio. Again, website, fixitradio.com. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. Uh, either Drive Radio or Rush to Reason follows, unless it's a different time for the replay. But guys, we'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.